Welcome back to The Q-Files. On more than one occasion, Lori and I have discussed the magic and mystery of animals. And I'm sure we've all heard of animalistic hauntings, animals with special abilities, or have at least heard... Hello, I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed might be the most famous talking horse, thanks to TV magic. But not too long ago, while I was up late doing a significant amount of nothing, I came across a story that I was unfamiliar with. In my excitement, I quickly text Lori. Sorry it's so late, hope I don't wake you, but have you heard of Lady Wonder? Including links to a few internet articles that I had quickly pulled up. When Shane and I first met some years ago, one of the reasons we first really bonded was because we were both night owls and would often find ourselves excitingly texting or emailing each other with a grand novel new idea or some intriguing tidbit of weird info one of us had first discovered around two or three in the morning. So when Shane's ringtone goes off in the middle of the night, I always pay attention because I know it's going to be good. And no, I had not heard of Lady Wonder. In 1930, if you wanted to win a bet, strike oil, or find a missing child, you could go see Lady Wonder, the country's most famous psychic. We've all had the thought, wouldn't it be great to talk to animals or at least our pets? What would they say? What do they know that we don't? Lady Wonder was one such animal. A. Psychic Horse. It all started around 1924 in Richmond, Virginia. Claudia Fonda had found a young filly that she just had to have. The filly was a striking black with three white legs, remarking to her husband, I want that colt. I believe I can educate her. I believe that mare has sense. It wasn't long after that Claudia, employed by the Tredegar Ironwork and not an animal trainer by trade, got to work educating and exploring the suspected talents of Lady Wonder, initially playing with blocks and building houses and eventually practicing the spelling of words. Things eventually took a turn toward the supernatural. Claudia had allowed some children to play with Lady, and while playing, hide the thimble, which, if you're anything like me, you had no idea what that game entails. However, it's exactly as stated. You hide a thimble, and then others look for it. Anyway, the the kids excitedly noticed that it was absolutely impossible to hide the thimble from Lady. Upon telling the owner, Claudia, about the miraculous discovery, Claudia was struck by how Lady seemingly knew a lot. For example, coming to Claudia when she simply thought of calling the horse, before having actually vocalized her name. Excited and intrigued, of course, by the thought of having a telepathic horse, Claudia set to work exploring Lady Wonder's gifts. At the start, she started working on training Lady to move children's lettered and numbered blocks with her nose. Finding this unsatisfactory, Claudia set to working on building a specialized tool that would allow Lady to more easily communicate. The result was a massive piano-sized contraption that would allow Lady to touch a lever with her snout and that would in turn cause a small tin card to pop up facing the audience. The tin cards had letters and numbers on them 
and it was with this system that Lady was more easily able to communicate with others, solving math problems and spelling names and words. Claudia would also rearrange the letters before each reading, which added an additional layer of difficulty to Lady's feats, making them even more extraordinary. But this was just a start, the gateway to exploring a new phenomenon. Claudia knew Lady was smart, but now she believed she was also psychic. According to witnesses, when Lady would go to move the blocks, it would appear that she would fall asleep. Her eyelids would become heavy and droop. After this trance-like state, she would become tense and nervous. During other demonstrations, Lady was able to amaze with feats beyond general knowledge, accomplishing tasks above what a simple educated horse could do. She could read the date from a coin that was in a spectator's pocket, the date known only to him, and tell you the time without looking at a clock. Lady would tell married women their maiden names and correctly guess the sex of unborn babies, pick the winner of ball games and horse races. She handed out personal advice and could reveal hidden details of people's personal life with unnerving accuracy. Lady Wonder's fame quickly spread across the country and around the world, particularly after she picked the winner of the Jack Dempsey-Jack Sharkey fight in 1927. As an amateur boxing historian myself, I can tell you that was a big deal. Sharkey was up with 7-4 to four odds before the fight began, but Dempsey won. Even if it was with a low blow, uh, we're still arguing about that since 1927. But nevertheless, the lady was dead on with her fisticuff prediction. You could ask three questions of lady for just $1. That's about $15 today. And crowds flocked every single day to the farm to quiz the wonder horse. It is estimated that lady drew over 150,000 visitors. When folks arrived to the farm, they were greeted by Claudia's piano-playing Pomeranian, Pudgy. And we're told... He did a killer rendition of The Bells of St. Mary's. Claudia went so far as to hire a publicist for Lady Wonder to handle all of the media attention she was receiving. After interviewing the man, but before hiring him, Claudia asked Lady, Is this man honest? Lady gave an affirmative response. By 1928, Lady had become a household name and an absolute sensation. It was during the same year that pioneering parapsychologists from Duke University, William McDougall, Dr. Joseph Banks Rhine, and Dr. Louisa Rhine, came to the farm to study Lady and figure out if she was truly psychically gifted or just a multi-trick pony. To begin the test, Dr. J.B. Rhine wrote Mesopotamia, Hindustan, and Carolina on a piece of paper. Careful to keep the words hidden, he instructed Lady to tell him what he had written. Lady was able to immediately spell out the correct words on her communication contraption. By the time their day of testing had come to an end, McDougall and the Rhines had determined that Lady Wonder was indeed a wonder. The following year, the Rhines wrote a paper describing their tests for the journal Abnormal and Social Psychology. In their article, they concluded that there is left only the telepathic explanation, the transference of mental influence by an unknown process. Nothing was discovered that failed to accord with it, and no other hypothesis seems tenable in view of the results. 
Later, another psychologist, Thomas L. Garrett, made his own study of the horse and concluded that there was no trickery involved. But not everyone wanted to believe in Lady. They saw her and Claudia as just another fraudulent sideshow act, a Richmond roadside attraction for the easily duped. One such person was Professor John Scarn from New Jersey. The professor made a special trip to see Lady and test her abilities. After his tests, he wrote, Mrs. Fonda, Claudia, carried a small whip in her right hand, and she cued the horse by waving it. I detected Mrs. Fonda doing it every time the horse moved the lettered blocks with the nose. This method of doing the trick might have puzzled me if I hadn't known that the placement of horses' eyes on either side of their head gave them wide backward range of peripheral vision. He continued, Therefore it offered no problem for me to detect. The shaking of the whip first time was a signal for Lady to bend her head within a couple of inches to the blocks. A second shake of the whip was a cue for Lady to continuously move her head in a bent position back and forth over the blocks. When Lady's wonder's head was just above the desired blocks, Mrs. Fonda made the horse touch the block with her nose by shaking the whip a third time. It was as simple as that. Lady Wonder's supporters were not swayed by this attempted debunking, arguing that she often answered questions accurately when her owner had no way of knowing the correct response, and sometimes even when Claudia wasn't present for the question. Another researcher drew the opposite conclusion. Dr. Gale was baffled by Lady, telling the Richmond Times-Dispatch, I am perfectly willing to admit that I have no idea how she arrives at the correct answers to our questions. There's no conscious trickery here, I am convinced, but I am not converted to the mind-reading theory. What's the solution of the puzzle? Well, I don't know. Folks could deny that Lady Wonder was psychic, but what they couldn't deny were many of her absolutely astonishing feats. Perhaps the odds were ever in her favor, but she was admittedly remarkably consistent and accurate. Among Lady's most notable successful predictions were presidential elections. She correctly predicted that FDR, Truman, Truman wasn't an easy one, and Eisenhower would all win election. She also correctly foretold the entry of America into World War II. Lady wasn't limited to either or, 50-50 predictions. No, she also worked with police forces to locate missing children. One of the most famous episodes of Lady's career of equine soothsaying came in 1952. A little boy from Massachusetts, Danny Matson, had been missing for several months. Law enforcement was having zero success with their investigation, with no clues and few options. They took a chance and sought the advice of Lady Wonder. Upon being asked, she spelled out the words, Pittsfield Water Wheel. Unfortunately, at the time, no such place could be discovered. However, a police officer, upon hearing the report, thought that perhaps Lady could be referring to an abandoned quarry known locally as Field and Wild Water Pit. A search of that area was made, and as unfortunate luck would have it, that is where little Danny's body was found. A tragic ending, but a surprisingly successful prognostication by Lady. And she wasn't done with investigations yet. She would be called to assist on other cases as well. This time, the case of Gary Heyman, a missing nine-year-old who had vanished from his school in Providence, Rhode Island. Gary was deaf and unable to speak. The only clues he left behind 
were his clothes, neatly folded near a small stream close to his home. When Gary's mother made her desperate inquiry to Claudia to ask the famous lady where to find her son, she did. Is Gary Heyman alive? Lady operated her spelling contraption to spell out H-U-R-T, hurt. Where can the boy be found, Claudia inquired next. Up went the tiles. T-R-U-C-K, truck. Where can the truck be found? Lady hesitating before producing K-A-N-S-A-S, Kansas. Can Gary Heyman be found? Lady nudges the tiles. Y-E-S. Yes. The tragic tale of Gary, however, does not have a happy ending. Even after a massive search for the lost boy, he could not be located. Months passed. Eventually, months later, on a cold December day, a hunter discovered a skull in a tree. Upon examination of the skull, it was determined to be that of a boy. The police and coroner closed Gary's case, asserting that this must be Gary and was likely an accident. No other remains were ever recovered, and many folks then and now believe that the remains recovered were not Gary's, and that he may have been alive, perhaps in Kansas. The last question Claudia had posed to Lady about Gary was, is Gary with good people or bad people? Lady tapped out, G-O-O-D, good. Claudia never doubted the gifts that Lady Wonder possessed, going so far as to claim that other horses could likely show similar abilities if their owners would only bother to help them learn our alphabet. She believed Lady was special, but described her as merely an educated horse. Lady Wonder was also asked how she performed these unexpected feats, which honestly, I'm glad someone did ask the talking horse how she managed to do this. It seems like a rare opportunity. But upon answering, Lady simply spelled, mind. Lady lived out her life, astonishing crowds and answering unknowable questions. She passed from a heart attack on March 19th, 1957. Claudia never quite recovered from the loss of her dear friend and followed after Lady two years later. Some time ago, when I lived in Brooklyn, I had a dog named George. He was a mix between a bird dog and a Jack Russell Terrier, so yeah, I know, he was a little crazy. But one of the most amazing things he did, well, he had this favorite little red ball, a handball. And being in Brooklyn, I would take him to the playground and bounce the ball up against the concrete wall, and he would madly jump in the air to snag it. He, he loved that game. So when I would say, come on, George, ready to play ball, he would almost apoplectically run to his toy box where he always kept the ball, grab it, and bring it to me. Well, it snowed quite badly one year, and it had been several weeks before we could get back to the park. So on the first day after the snow had somewhat melted, and it was warm enough for him to not freeze his paws, I called him to go play. And he looked at me excited at first, but then quizzically. And then all of a sudden, ran out of the room. It was quiet for a while. I wondered, what the heck is he doing? George! George! Suddenly, I heard a loud commotion in the bedroom. Then I heard the closet doors banging loudly. What the heck? 
Then I heard all the hangers in my closet being torn down and falling to the floor. I ran to the room and saw immediately that he had opened the sliding closet doors and torn down almost every piece of clothing that was hanging in it. What the hell are you doing? I exclaimed. I sent him out of the room to his rug for punishment as he hung his head sadly and I said, No park for you today, mister. He forlornly did as he was told and slunk away to his rug. So I started hanging the clothes back up. He's absolutely crazy, I said to myself. I was, I was pretty angry. I managed to get about half of my wardrobe hung back up, and then I picked up my cherished 1950s-style Yankees jacket. I started to dust it off and put it back on the hanger, and there it was, his ball. I had left it in the pocket of my coat the last time we had gone to play, some three weeks before. I had forgotten about it myself. I was stunned. How did he even know it was in my pocket and how did he possibly remember that fact after so much time? Honestly, we all thought George was a little bit psychic. My mother to this day swears it. And who knows, maybe if I had built a contraption uh, like Claudia had built for Lady Wonder, I could have asked him about it myself. We all have had moments when we truly wonder how our furry family members could know what they know. I mean, even the darn birds, I mean, how do they know how to build nests? Instinct, they say. Maybe that's just another word for the psychic abilities that animals have as they tap into the greater cosmic consciousness with their very being. And at this moment, we have not even begun to plumb those depths of their nature. Hey folks, we just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for spending some time with us right now. Hopefully we've provided you with a few minutes of escape from, well, how strange the world has been lately. Compassion and community are going to get us through this. Be weird, stay curious, and hey, wash your hands and hug your pets. These are the Q-Files. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. A. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. A. People yakety-yak the streak and waste your time a day. But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and this one will talk to his voice is horse. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. I am Mr. Ed.